Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with an update of the key metrics for the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500 as we're in the middle of the peak weeks of the earnings season. Then we'll discuss our topic of the week, which is the difference in earnings and revenue growth rates for the third quarter for S&P 500 companies with more or less international revenue exposure. Given the uneven global economic recovery, are S&P 500 companies with more international exposure reporting weaker earnings and revenue growth than S&P 500 companies with more domestic exposure? But first, let's provide an update for the third quarter earnings season for the index. At this point in time, more S&P 500 companies are beating earnings estimates for the third quarter than average and beating estimates by a wider margin than average. Due to these positive surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the third quarter today relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the quarter. The index is now reporting the third highest year-over-year growth in earnings since the third quarter of 2010. Analysts also expect earnings growth of more than 20% for the fourth quarter and earnings growth of more than 40% for the full year. These above-average growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings for 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. Overall, 23% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual results for the third quarter to date. Of these companies, 84% have reported actual EPS above estimates, which is above the five-year average of 76%. If 84% is the final percentage for the quarter, it will tie the mark for the third highest percentage of S&P 500 companies reporting a positive earnings surprise since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2008. In aggregate, companies are reporting earnings that are 13.4% above estimates, which is above the five-year average of 8.4%. Due to the number and magnitude of these positive earnings surprises, The index is reporting higher earnings for the third quarter today relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the third quarter. The blended earnings growth rate for the third quarter is 32.7% today compared to an earnings growth rate of 30% last week and an earnings growth rate of 27.5% at the end of the third quarter back on September 30th. Now, when we use the term blended, we're referencing that the growth rate combines actual results for companies that have reported and estimated results for companies that have yet to report. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in the information technology, healthcare, financials, and communication services sectors, led by Intel, Abbott Laboratories, Johnson & Johnson, AT&T, and American Express, were mainly responsible for the improvement in overall earnings for the index during the past week. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in the financial sector, led by J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, and Morgan Stanley have been the top contributors to the overall increase in earnings for the index since the end of the third quarter. If 32.7% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the third highest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the third quarter of 2010, trailing only the previous two quarters. The unusually high growth rate is due to a combination of higher earnings in the third quarter of 2021 and an easier comparison to lower earnings in the third quarter of 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. 
All 11 sectors are reporting year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector, for which a growth rate is not available due to the year-ago loss reported by the sector, the materials sector at 93%, the industrial sector at 63%, the financial sector at 33%, and the information technology sector at 32%. Looking ahead, analysts project earnings growth of more than 20% for the fourth quarter and earnings growth of more than 40% for the full year. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 21, which is above the 5-year average of 18.3 and above the 10-year average of 16.4. It is also above the forward P.E. ratio of 20.1, recorded at the start of the fourth quarter on October 1st, as price gains have outpaced upward estimate revisions over the past few weeks. And during the week, 164 S&P 500 companies, including 10 Dow 30 components, are scheduled to report results for the third quarter. It will be a heavy week for technology earnings as Apple, Alphabet, Microsoft, Facebook, and Amazon.com are all expected to report results during the week. Other high-profile companies scheduled to report earnings during the week include ExxonMobil, Chevron, Visa, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, General Motors, 3M, Caterpillar, Starbucks, Ford Motor, Boeing, Eli Lilly, Merck, and Comcast. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is the difference in earnings and revenue growth for the third quarter for S&P 500 companies with more international revenue exposure and more domestic revenue exposure. Given the uneven global economic recovery from COVID-19, are S&P 500 companies with more international revenue exposure underperforming S&P 500 companies with more domestic revenue exposure in terms of earnings and revenue growth for the third quarter? The answer is no. FactSet Geographic Revenue Exposure Data, which is based on the most recently reported fiscal year data for each company in the index, was used to answer this question. For this analysis, the index was divided into two groups, companies that generate more than 50% of sales inside the U.S., or those with more domestic exposure, and companies that generate more than 50% of sales outside the U.S., or those with more international exposure. Aggregate earnings and revenue growth rates were then calculated based on these two groups. As we noted earlier, the blended earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 for the third quarter is 32.7%. For companies that generate more than 50% of sales inside the U.S., the blended earnings growth rate is 26.3%. For companies that generate more than 50% of sales outside the U.S., the blended earnings growth rate is 44.3%. The blended revenue growth rate for the S&P 500 for the third quarter is 15.3%. For companies that generate more than 50% of sales inside the U.S., the blended revenue growth rate is 12.4%. For companies that generate more than 50% of sales outside the U.S., the blended revenue growth rate is 23.8%. So what is driving the outperformance of S&P 500 companies with higher international revenue exposure? Well, at the company level, Alphabet, Apple, Chevron, and ExxonMobil are the largest contributors to earnings growth and revenue growth for S&P 500 companies with more international exposure. If these four companies were excluded, the blended earnings growth rate for S&P 500 companies that generate more than 50% of revenues outside the U.S. would fall to 29.9% from 44.3%, while the blended revenue growth rate for S&P 500 companies that generate more than 50% of revenues outside the U.S. would fall to 16.6% from 23.8%. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, 
please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out our full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight Blog, and our Street Account Podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. Mm-hmm.